Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is an outtake episode from Sports Card Second that uh, Jacob Burris, my young friend, put together, and he had uh, Brody the Kid on with him, so a couple of 13-and-a-half-year-olds, and, and uh, John Newman, <laughs> and myself. So we had a good time, the four of us, talking about the past, present, and especially future of the hobby. So the, the young guys were a lot of fun. The hobby's in good hands if we have sharp young. Coming on strong with a lot of enthusiasm and a, and a real thirst for knowledge and to try to help others to come along, too. Thanks, sponsors. Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huckins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. If you'll notice that this is episode 620, I did not make a mistake. I've decided I'd like doing the recaps, but uh, the recap episodes that heretofore have been every 20 20th, the divisible by 20 episode numbers. I'm moving that out to 25. I think uh, I don't need to recap quite as often. I, I do get new listeners and people that subscribe because they check out a little uh, sample and decide that they want to listen to more and perhaps some that they've missed. Plus, it gives me a chance to go back and add or amplify or clarify if something's come up since that episode appeared. So thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Brody. Thanks, John. Again, you should uh, go listen to Sports Card Second on your own. You can listen to this whole thing. But this is just, I, I pull out 10 minutes just to give you a taste of uh, the fun that I had in doing that. The next recap episode will be number 625, and then at least 650, 675, 700. So I'll still do it, but I'll do it with less frequency. Thanks, everybody. John's famous for saying the hobby is the people. Well, the card companies, to some extent, are the brands, but they're also the people. My concern is that if they start from scratch, and, and we never did this, but a lot of companies that are aggressive, when they start from scratch, they hire the best people from other companies in the industry. I wouldn't be excited about that because each of the companies you mentioned has some real strengths. Now, I don't think any of them are strong at everything, but some of them are really strong in certain areas. And that's because they have strong people in those areas. So if Fanatics went there and hired five or 10 people from Tops, the best people, five or 10 people from Panini, the best people, five or 10 people from Upper Deck, the best people, maybe a few from Leaf, the best people, that's a lot cheaper than buying the whole company. Uh, but that would deplete those companies. And I, that just doesn't seem fair to me, but it's the way a lot of people do it. So I'd rather have them just buy the company or like you said, lease out some of the brands or the intellectual property they have rather than poaching employees. But yeah. it's a free world. And most people, if somebody says, hey, do you want to come work for me instead of where you are at double your salary, most people say, when can I start? I wouldn't like that, but it, that could happen. If they don't buy one of the companies, they're probably going to try to get some of the people. On the other hand, it's still about execution. And some of the brands have importance above and beyond even the people. The yeah. people are really important, though, because a lot of the people are going to come up. But Carvin Chung, he came out with some great ideas. Next thing, he's changed card companies, and then he's moved again. But he keeps coming up with creative ideas. And Upper Deck didn't go down when he left. There's two places where kids can go for involvement in the hobby on a personal level. One is card shops and the other shows. And at the shows, I'd like to see every show promoter provide free admission up to maybe even age 16. They may probably do it up to 12 now, but I'd say anybody that can't drive, if they're going to come to the show, they're probably going to have to get a parent to bring them anyway. So free admission. And I would like to see every card shop have a kids club like Mike Fruitman has and Fanatics or Panini or Tops or Upper Deck, any of them. They maybe can't require it, but I think they should look favorably at any local card shop that has a kids program. I, I would reward that card shop because yeah. the kids need to be going to a card shop and to card shows 
and, and seeing that it's acceptable and even cool to participate in this hobby. And I'd love to see a product just for kids, but that's harder to pull off. But just let them come to the shows for free, and uh, the card shop should get stuff from the manufacturers to to provide incentives for kids to be involved. Rich Klein is always talking about, hey, Fanatics already has lids, but when's the last time you saw kids hanging out at lids and interacting with the owner, the manager, and stuff like that? It's a transactional thing, whereas a local card shop is it's just fun to hang out. We have National Baseball Card Days, which I think are great. But what I like to see a little bit more of is see these companies maybe work with some sports or schools, Pop Warner, Little League. I know schools can be sometimes resistant to, hey, we don't want that. As most schools now give every kid uh, a yearly planner as part of their kind of welcome package. Maybe Tops, Panini, whoever, maybe get a couple cards. Uh, in there, definitely on the sports uh, side of things too. Pop Warner, Little League, other sport as well. get some cards uh, to those organizations, put them in those equipment packages. We got to get the hobby out there out front. I know someone said, John, it's never been as much in front as it has right now. And it, it, that's not wrong, but a lot of the stories we're seeing, right? What are they? Million dollar auctions, record setting sales to a seven year old kid. That's above his pay grade. I think we need to get on that ground level, get some cards in hands. That's what did it for me in 1979 was seeing those cards, opening that pack, pulling a Reggie Jackson. And here we are 41 years later. So I think we've got to get the hobby to the kids, however that may be. What? team do you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl and why? And I'll start it off. The Los Angeles Rams are winning the Super Bowl. They have one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time, Matthew Stafford, and he finally got a good team, so he can throw the ball. He's got Cooper Cup literally having one of the greatest receiving seasons I've ever seen in my life. Thank goodness I'm a fantasy owner. <laughs> He's got Robert Woods, uh, Daryl Henderson, and he also has Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball to protect that lead. Aaron Donald's a frequent nature. He's one of the greatest defensive players ever. Oh. He's got Jalen Ramsey over there. Breaking news today, he's also yep. got Mr. Odell. Odell Beckham Jr. Yep, that's a huge. Everyone also, film this now. Yeah, they're just explosive offense, and I'm seeing them take the double. I got the Rams to go to my Super Bowl. I, I picked Lamar Jackson to win MVP, and I, I think I've got a pretty good case for it. I mean, he's playing really good football. He played really good last week. But he's going to get out in the championship game because I think the winner of the Super Bowl is going to be the Titans. I know Derrick Henry just got hurt. I know. But AP's back. Jerry McNichols is a great secondary back, and I think people underrate Ryan Tannehill. Him and Matthew Stafford, I think Ryan Tannehill is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, and he's got weapons. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got Julio Jones. Um, yeah, I like the Titans. I know it's crazy to think about. They lost to the Jets somehow, but here we are. Any given Sunday, man. Yeah. One week, the Bears can beat the Bengals, but then they lose and lose and lose. We're not going to talk Steelers game because that was all on the people in the white and black. That was all <laughs> on the officials. Bears show one by ten, and the officials ruined it. Where a ref literally hip checks my guy, and then throws <laughs> a flag on him. It's like, 
Oh my well, par- apparently me and Brody were watching two different games uh, at the same time. Dr. Becky, who do you think is going to win? I'm pulling for the Cowboys. Sentimentally, I'd love to see the Cowboys do it. Matthew Stafford is from around here. He's a sentimental favorite as well. I saw Ryan Tannehill play in college. I don't think they're going to go all the way, Brody, but he's a good athlete. He's a smart, got a good touch and everything. But I like interrupting people who like the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to interrupt themselves. They're their own worst enemy. If they could get their act together, maybe they could go a long way. We'll see. I like interrupting people at the Steelers. Good luck finishing your pick, uh, John. That's going to be a tough one. Well, when it comes to sports and picking, there's your heart and your head. So my heart wants the Steelers, but my head knows better to say that. I'm a realist. So unless we catch fire, it's not going to be the Steelers uh, as much as I'd like to will that to happen. I picked the Rams before the season started. I think Matthew Stafford's a, a big uh, difference maker. We did our like award-winning picks, too. I picked him to win the MVP. Uh, I think he finally has some uh, talent around him that he didn't have in Detroit. If they can avoid sort of those landmines, I think they're the team. They're my pick. We'll see. But I picked them before the year. I'm going to stick with them despite some recent struggles. Getting OBJ really doesn't sway my opinion. Uh, either way, he's still the third best uh, receiver on that team. The the OBJ that a lot of people like to talk about is the one that played in the Meadowlands, and he's not the same player at this point. So I think yeah. people are hoping himself included to return to that, but I just don't see it. He's, he's gotten some injuries, shortened his seasons the last two years, and anytime you have your dad talk for you on social media that's not a good look but i'm gonna still go with the rams Uh, they just have a lot of weapons their defense is not playing anywhere near uh, as good as it should and so if that finally kicks it watch out because they're doing what they're doing now with not the defense that i think they they can be so i'm going rams yeah i do disagree with you matthew stafford mvp no way in the worldwide world is he winning mvp like he can he's really doing well but it's either going to be lamar or kyler murray those guys are just playing out of their minds i don't know how none of you guys either pick the cardinals or packers but the rams are just too good kyler murray is playing really good yes but the cardinals will choke before they get to the super bowl kyler We'll have a bad game in the conference championship against the Rams, even though the Cardinals did beat him first time around. But I think he'll get a little taste of his own medicine when they play the second time. And then the Packers aren't going to make it with all this Aaron Rodgers drama. Too much drama going around. Having the Raiders is one of my secondary teams that I like a lot. They always choke. They lost the Chargers. Not surprising. They lose to the Bears because of... Their coach getting all this stuff piled on top of them. They lose to the Giants. Now, two of their rookies from the past three years, they just cut. So that's how the Raiders go. They always will choke. I'm going to blame Brody for the Raiders' failures because there's a rule in the man book. You can't have a second favorite team. You've got to pick one oh, team. Oh, that's Ooh. not oh, man. Bless John oh. Newman pulled out the fire. Hey, listen, you're 13, you're 13 now. If you were 12, I wouldn't pull out that card and play it. Oh, he's roasting people. Good grief. <laughs> the man in the house of cards.